0: This is Meg Tilton at The 8 Cow Life, episode number 43, The Importance of Letting Your Children Experience Their Own Journey. This is The 8 Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Good Monday morning to all of my podcast friends. I hope you all are having a great start to your week. Uh, It was Mother's Day yesterday, so I hope you all had a great Mother's Day and that you felt loved and pampered and got a nap. That was what I asked for. I actually didn't get a nap yesterday, but I did get a nap on Saturday. So I'm going to call that good, right? And my family did a great job. And let me tell you why they did a great job. Because I told them exactly what I wanted. I think a lot of times in the past, especially in my life, I've like thought that they should just be able to read my mind right? They should just know what I want and I shouldn't have to tell them. Well, I've learned that that's not the best way to go into something because they will always disappoint me. They will never give me what I want (laughs) and they can't read my mind. I know it's a bummer, but it's true. And so I just tell them exactly what I want. Although I must say my husband, uh, did surprise me with a couple things that I wasn't expecting that were great. So it was just a great day. So I hope you all had a great day. And if it wasn't a great day, if your family didn't deliver the way that you had hoped, I want you to ask yourself, did you tell them what you wanted? Or did you make them guess? Because if you make them guess, they're always going to fail in giving you what you want. I've just learned that. And then everybody's happy when I tell people, what I want (laughs) because my family does a really good job of actually delivering usually. And then everybody's happy. They're not trying to guess and I get exactly what I want. So there you go. There's your advice for the next mother's day, your next birthday, Christmas, whatever, just ask for what you want. (laughs) All right. So I do want to ask If you have been liking the podcast lately, if you're liking these episodes that are coming up and have enjoyed listening to the podcast, if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave me a review, I would really, really appreciate that. It helps the podcast get out to other people. And yeah, that's what I'm going to, my little call to action this week is for you guys to go write me a review. If you'd like to actually you don't even have to write a review. If you don't want to, you just have to like click a star number. That would be great too. So, all right, let's jump into the podcast for today. We are talking about the importance of letting your children experience their own journeys. Now, as I have coached women, This is actually something that has come up again and again as a difficulty for a lot of women, is to have different aspects of their mothering be affected because of how it will affect their children or how their children are responding to certain things. And so I'm gonna give you just some points that are really important to remember in how we let our children live their own lives. I think a lot of times as moms, we think that we need to kind of dictate or mold or shape every aspect of our children's lives. And the more that I've learned and the more that I've really stepped back and observed how heavenly father parents, I have come to realize that that really isn't the best way to parent. And so I'm going to talk to you about just some different points that I think are really, really crucial that will actually make mothering more enjoyable for you and for your children and make sure that you are controlling the things that you can control and then letting your children make the decisions and control the things that they're in charge of. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but, and I'm of course always working on them myself. So, Let's see. The first one I think that's really important is that you have to really realize the place that you have in your children's lives. I have come to realize that really I am more of like a guide to my children. I am responsible for teaching them principles and um, philosophies perhaps and things that I think are ideal that will help them the most in life that I have found are the most beneficial. That's my job is to teach them. Right. But then I have to teach and then kind of step back and let them experience those things for themselves. It really goes with that scripture, like, um, you know, to teach them, like teach them correct principles and let them govern themselves. That is so applicable to motherhood and it is even applicable to really young children, right? I do think that we have way more control when our children are little because, of course, they can't make a lot of really good decisions sometimes for themselves. Like I'm not going to tell my two-year-old don't go in the street and then just let him loose, right? Because he doesn't grasp the concept of that. I have to still watch him. And then I have to govern him when it comes to him going out in the street. But there are certain things that I, you know, I let him have a temper tantrum and then there is a consequence and he knows what that consequence is. He has to go his crib. That's his consequence because then he kind of snaps out of it and he realizes, okay, this isn't what I want. And now I'm willing to behave. So we just have to make sure that we give them the correct principles and then let them teach themselves. And then we step back and we just kind of watch. And this is really something that I think heavenly father does. He does it perfectly, right? He gives us guidelines. He gives us commandments. He gives us things that he knows will help improve our lives and make us the most happy if we abide by them. But then he steps back and he lets us learn on our own, with our own experience as to how to apply those principles in our lives. And the great thing I think about Heavenly Father is, is he's never in a panic right? He doesn't have any drama surrounding any of the decisions that we make in our life. He just deals with the decisions that we make, and then works with us from there. And I think that that is actually a really great attribute that we as mothers can take upon ourselves. We can teach the principles, we can teach why we believe these principles are correct in our children's lives. And then we let them experiment with those principles and sometimes they will choose to follow them and sometimes they won't. And we don't make it a lot of drama. So if you know, we teach our children that they um, shouldn't swear, perhaps that's one, a principle that we have that they shouldn't use bad language and then we find them using bad language. Do we freak out? No, we just then re reteach right? The principle. We talk about why maybe they were doing it, get some gain some understanding, and then we let them go again to go out in the world to experiment again. And that may be a lesson that we have to teach again and again and again, but that's okay. And we don't get caught up in the drama of that our children perhaps are not doing what we're teaching them. I think that that's another big thing that happens to moms is that we freak out because our children are doing things that we have taught them either not to do or that we know are wrong. And I think that that's actually a big part of motherhood is to just let them live their journey, not freak out and then guide and correct where needed and then do it again and again and again, right? So, I think that a lot of times we inflict so much unnecessary drama into our lives by what our children may do. And it's not necessary. We don't need to be wrapped up in drama. They're children, they're learning, they're going to make mistakes. And it has nothing to do, a lot of times, with how we are as a parent. In fact, I would say all the time it doesn't have to do with that. They can make their own choices. Another thing that I think is really important in being a good mom and letting our children really experience their own, live their own journey is to not feel sorry for our kids. One of my friends said, her mom said to her, you should never feel sorry for your kids. And I think that this is totally true. Now, let me say this. I think you can feel sad for your children, but I don't think you should ever feel sorry for them. I think there's a big difference when we feel sorry for our kids we kind of put them into a victim role that some injustice has been done to them and that they should feel victimized and that life isn't fair to them and that they shouldn't have had to have this particular experience or trial in their life And I think that that is such a disservice to our children. Now we can be sad that certain things have happened to our children and be sad that they have to go through the trial, But I don't ever want to feel sorry for my children because every trial, every experience that they go through is going to add to their learning and growth and progression. And if we as mothers treat it that way, then we can turn it into a wonderful thing for them. So a couple of years ago, my daughter was in a piano. It wasn't a competition per se. It was kind of a competition with yourself. And she had to go before these judges and perform a piano piece. And then she had to go before some judges and answer a bunch of theory questions about piano. And she had studied and practiced really, really hard. I mean, she had diligently put in her time. And we went to this this event on the day that it was being held, and she went and she played her piano piece before some judges. It was in a room I couldn't go in, and she did really well. And then we went downstairs. It was at a hotel. We went downstairs, and she went to go do her theory portion. And the way that this theory portion worked was is that she would answer a question. And if she got it right, then she'd move on to the next question. And if she got that right, then she'd move on to the next question. I think there were five or six questions total. And if you got to the last question, then you would get a trophy. And I think you got something for every question that you did answer correctly. And she went in and I couldn't watch her, of course. And you could pass on, I think, one or two questions. And She went in and came back out, and she, I think, had maybe gotten one question right. And so she hadn't gotten a trophy, and she had some friends there who had gotten trophies, and she was just devastated. And I am not a mother who really, like, ever feels actually very sad for my children either. But in this case, I felt very sad for her and she was crying and I was crying and I don't cry with my children very often about things in their life. But this was one where I was really sad for her because she had put in all of this time and put in all of this effort and it didn't work out in her favor. But I was really careful to not feel sorry for her, right? So I said, I'm really sad for you. I'm very sad for you that you didn't get this and you worked really hard, but that's okay. This is a good lesson because sometimes we work really hard and sometimes we put in all the effort and it still doesn't work out in our favor and that's okay. And I knew in that instance when that happened, that actually there was going to be a greater lesson here learned in her life because she didn't get it than if she had gotten it sure, I would have been ecstatic and super happy for her if she had gotten all five questions and it had been a great day. That would have been wonderful. And I wouldn't have wanted to change that either. But I would never want to go back and change the heart of that experience that she went through because it was a great teaching tool. And she's a great worker and she's dedicated and she does her work on time and she does the best that she can. And that's all that I can ask of of her, right? And so I didn't feel sorry for her, but I was sad for her. And so really look at that in your children's lives. When they're going through something, don't ever feel sorry for them because the experiences that they're having are exactly the experiences they should be having they are molding them into who they can be and you as their mother can guide and direct them to turn any experience into a positive one any experience And so really make sure that you are focusing on the experience that they're gaining, the lessons that can be learned that will help and mold them to be the best people that they can be. And you don't ever want your children to feel like they're victims because victims do not take responsibility for how they feel. They place that responsibility onto other people. And that is so unempowering. We want to have our children feel empowered, right? And so we have to let them not, we have to teach them not to be victims because victims give their power to other people and that is not a good place to be in the world. So this kind of goes along with that I don't think we should ever shelter our children from experience experiencing hard things. Now, I don't think that we should set our children up on purpose to experience hard things. I don't think that's what we are supposed to do as mothers. But I think when they come up against hard things, like this piano competition, I didn't go back in and try and say, hey, that wasn't fair. She should be able to redo it. She practiced so hard. I didn't do that because that wasn't the lesson she was supposed to learn, right? I didn't need to protect her from that, right? Now there are definitely things that we need to protect our children from. We need to protect our children from people who are physically going to harm them in some way. But even then, sometimes we can't control that at all times. And we need to protect our children from evil influences if we can. But we're never going to be able to protect them from all of those either. So we need to really not be afraid of having our children experience hard things. It's okay. They're going to be fine. And you as their mother, as their guide for them, will really be able to help Shape them and mold them and turn those hard experiences into learning experiences and experiences where they can grow and blossom and have even better experiences because they went through the hard. I was reading in the scriptures this last week, and they I don't remember where it was, I think it was in Second Nephi somewhere. And they were talking about how if we didn't experience like pain and sadness, we would never experience joy and happiness. And that those two have to go hand in hand. It kind of rem- reminds me of the movie Inside Out, where joy just thought you should always be joyful, but the sadness was what made the joyful moments. She had to have sadness in order to feel joy. And the same is true in our children's lives it's okay for them to be sad, to experience hard things to have difficulties because then they get to experience the good times and the joyous times and the happy times. One thing I think that's really important too is that we don't transfer our emotions to our children. I think a lot of times we can see injustices perhaps that we think are being done to our children or experiences that they're going through that we think are not fair and we can feel a certain way and automatically assume that our child is feeling the same way. And that is a really dangerous place, I think, to be because our children are going to experience life differently than us, right? So why add to their emotional drama if it's not necessary? So I think it's really important to try and not transfer our emotions to them and not let their emotions transfer to us. This is something that my mom was really, really good at. I would come home sometimes from school or be in a situation and be really fired up or upset about something that somebody had done or said. And she would listen and she would be empathetic and she would be compassionate but she would never transfer those emotions to herself. So she would never, if I was not getting along with somebody, she would never then not like that person, right? She would always still be very compassionate and loving to them because she realized that this was my experience with this person. It wasn't her experience with this person. And I think that that is a really amazing trait to be able to, really take upon ourselves as moms is to know that our children are separate from us they can have experiences with individuals and not like them and be upset at them but that doesn't mean that we have to be upset and not like these people because a lot of times our children will have a lens and see things in a way that might not always be super accurate and that we need to be somewhat objective sometimes when our children come and talk to us about certain things. And we can still be loving and still be compassionate and still always be on their side, but being on their side doesn't always mean that we take their emotions upon us. Okay? So, and we don't want to transfer our emotions to them. So if we're upset at somebody about something that happened, you don't want your children to then not like those people, right? You want them to not take your emotions upon them. We need to really make sure that we separate those two, like let them live their emotional journey and you live your emotional journey. Very, very important. Okay. This is something that a lot of people may disagree with me on, but I feel really strongly about, is that I am not my kid's friend. Yep, it's true. (laughs) I'm their mom, and that is so much better, because I think a lot of us moms really want our kids to like us, and I think that that is totally normal. I want my kids to like me, right? Nobody likes it when somebody doesn't like them. That's not really a fun place to be in, but it's actually a place you have to be willing to go as a mom. And I will tell my kids this, like, I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. And that is so much better because friends come and go. Friends are fickle, right? Friends will sometimes be great and always there for you. And sometimes they won't. And sometimes your friends will get upset at you and decide to end a relationship. And sometimes your friends won't always tell you the truth. And they won't always tell you things that are in your best interest to know. But as your mom, I'm always going to tell you what's in your best interest. And I'm always going to be there. Even if you say nasty things to me, even if you are super rude, even if you don't want to be around me anymore, I'm still going to be there. I will never walk away from you and I'm going to love you always. It doesn't matter what you do, what you say, where you go in life. I will always love my children. And that love is unconditional. And I think friendships, a lot of times love is kind of conditional, right? We, We think, well, if you do this, then you're my friend and I'll love you. Or if you do that, then I'm your friend and I love you. And as a mom... That's unconditional, unconditional love. So, friends are great, but moms are better. <laughs> so, I'm not trying to say that you're downgrading yourself if you're not being their friend. You're actually upgrading yourself because your mom, you're, you're, you're their mom, and being a mom is way better than a friend. So, I just think it's so important to let your kids live their own journeys, let them experience the hard, let them be disappointed. Don't take their emotions upon you. Let them make their own decisions. Let them be them and guide and direct and do the best that you can. And in the end, the most important thing I think we can do as mothers is know that Our parenting skills and our ability to be a good mom has nothing to do with the decisions that our children make. We sometimes equate that a lot of times, but I want you to look in your life and I know we all see people who have had great parents who by all intents and purposes looked like they taught their children all correct principles and loved them and were always there for them and the children maybe didn't make great decisions and have you know, not followed the paths that their parents wanted them to and not kept the commandments and not been strong members of the church. And then we see parents that maybe in our eyes weren't doing a great job and didn't teach principles and didn't do the things that we would often consider good parenting skills and yet their kids turn out great right? They're thriving, happy citizens, contributing members of the church. So the parenting that God asks us to do, I think he really asks us to be parents more for us than for anything else. And the things that we learn as parents and how we parent can really improve if we look to our heavenly father and watch how he parents because guess what? Heavenly Father never feels sorry for us. Never. He feels sad. Yeah. But he never feels sorry for us. He's never overwhelmed by the drama of a situation. He will never not love somebody who's done something wrong to us. He loves us both, right? He is more than a friend to us, right? Always more than a friend. And he is a guide And he guides us in our life and all that we do. And he then steps back and spectates. He's always there, right? He's always in the wings, ready to rush in if we really, really need his help. But a lot of times he just lets us make our own decisions and he's not panicked by the decisions that we make. He knows that there's always a way to correct every decision if it's wrong and make everything better. And so if you want to know how to be a good mom, look at Heavenly Father and how he parents. And he lets his children live their own journey. And he does not interfere a whole lot. And he is there if we ask for help and if we want help. And he loves us unconditionally. And that's exactly how we should be as moms. Okay, I hope you have a great week. Come back next week. I'm going to be talking about mother-in-laws. Super fun. Can't wait to share that one. Have a great week, everybody, and enjoy the beautiful warm weather. I hope it's warm where you are. We'll uh, talk to you then. Bye bye.